0: The Money Show, Business Unusual, with Colin Cullis. And welcome to Business Unusual with Colin Cullis on The Money Show this evening. Um, And Business Unusual is brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Could a gig economy be key in tackling unemployment? Workforce Staffing's Agile Solutions do just that. Colin Cullis, when the chips are down, the economy will follow. Uh, I take it you're not talking about this delicious those crispy skin the fluffy scented carbohydrate rich potato snack sort of treats you're talking about the boring ones that make our computers work yeah i think in a, a brutal biz quiz type question i could ask uh, which is the most manufactured artifact in human history because those are the chips i'm talking about it's the uh, the chips that are the collections of the metal oxide semiconductor transistors and we have a shortage of them at the moment. And because they go in almost everything, everybody is affected. It is not a good situation to be in. Uh, and it being a, a bit of a disaster, uh, and like most disasters, they rarely uh, come as a consequence of a single thing that happened. There's usually a string of things, each of them quite serious, but not necessarily addressed with the kind of um, seriousness Uh, that would have allowed you to avoid the disaster and and this is sort of a classic case of those string of events coming together uh resulting in now what is a serious challenge a disaster of uh, of epic proportions for the rest of us and um how it came about is that we we use about a trillion uh microchips that go into a variety of devices every year so when you have that many that you're using every year it's not a case of oh just give me another half a trillion chips we we're pretty much running up against uh what our, our maximum capacity for production is and they're also uh, not the easiest things to make when you want to uh, quickly build a factory to make these computer chips they they take years and they cost billions to set them up and over time they've obviously keep uh, getting more and more sophisticated which requires those uh factories to become some of the smartest buildings that we have on the planet but the consequence of the, the delays, uh, I have seen companies like Apple delay the launch of their phones and a couple other phone manufacturers have also had to push back the launch dates that otherwise by now they'll be trying to get us to buy the new phones. Uh, car manufacturers have been the most hit because a lot of their factories, rather than uh, being a shortage of any other part of the car, it's the tiny little transistors that they need to to complete um, you know, the computational elements of the car. And these days, cars are probably more computational than they are mechanical. But they simply can't, Get them off the production line because they don't have enough of the chips, uh, and so most of the mo- uh, major manufacturers have said that they can expect a couple of billion dollars worth of revenue to be lost simply because they weren't able to produce uh, the cars in the volumes that they would like to. And they are, in part, uh, you know, where where this all started because um there there was already a challenge to say okay if the chips keep getting smaller and this is that notion uh back in the 60s we built the first transistors uh and intel's uh ceo at the time had said he predicts that the rate at which they are innovating the chips will get twice as dense uh every two years which turned out to be what we now know as moore's law not an actual law, just a prediction that turned out to be very very accurate so I'm hearing something in the background. I don't know if that's you as well. No, no, you're good. Sorry. I, I just okay. I just went I was just agreeing and going, oh, Moore's law. Yes, interesting. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was affirming so anyway, your so- existence. That's what I was doing. Thanks. Uh, so you've got you've got the car makers, you've got the uh, consumer electronics guys who are who are definitely saying we're in big trouble. Uh, and, and the reason the car makers originally got into this trouble is that when the pandemic hit, they legitimately realize that there's going to be a massive drop in the amount of demand as the lockdowns kicked in they were right about that Uh, what they were wrong about is how long it would take for them to see that demand recover so at the point at which they said oh actually uh, it's not looking that bad please can we get those chips back the, the principal chip manufacturers, they themselves had to shut down for a good period of time because of the uh, you know the lockdown laws that required it. Uh, and when they were able to start manufacturing again, it wasn't a case of, no problem, we'll we'll send you those chips we might have made for you anyway. Because the other up, uh, downside, upside of that lockdown was that uh, uh, homes became offices and entertainment hubs. So what would have been a, a home that had maybe had one or two purchases of electronic devices that use lots of chips, uh, you now started buying lots of Upgrades to your TV and new laptops and new devices for cameras and everything else, all of which use a variety of chips in them, which uh, just sort of compounds uh, and gets everybody into the business that says, oh, like, how, how are we possibly going to get sorted with this whole problem? Um, but that's not kind of the end of it, because you'd imagine if, you've, if you're producing a trillion of anything in a, in a given year, then surely the market would say, well, there must be lots and lots of manufacturers. So perfect opportunity for people to jump into the market uh, and correct it all because this is how good capitalistic sort of market-driven economies work. But when you look at who are the top producers, not to say that there aren't a lot of producers, but the big producers are truly massive. And so Intel and Samsung are the two names you would know, but the real biggest one is probably one you haven't heard before, TSMC, which simply stands for the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. <laughs> More boring a name you couldn't get. But if you own the latest Apple, you have a TSMC chip in it. Uh, and in fact, their A14 Bionic chip, which is one of these new five nanometer chips, has almost 12 billion transistors stuck on that thing uh and and five nanometers is the size of the transistor and again who knows these things off the top of your head so a nanometer is one millionth of a millimeter (laughs) which is a thousandth of a meter they are stupidly small and effectively getting up against the sort of physical limits that we can make these things to squeeze more of them on the chip but it's not just making the chips really small that is a problem Uh, much bigger geopolitical things are also player because, of course, being in Taiwan, which supplies almost a quarter of the globe's chips, uh, is both then strategically very important for the U.S., which is one of the very large, uh, both innovators and consumers of chips. And, you know, the the American companies that use the tech comes from Taiwan. Uh, But Taiwan, effectively, China has said, well, it's really part of China. Uh, And that's kind of also why you've seen the U.S., uh, and China, particularly with uh, the company Huawei, which is China's uh, principal or leading manufacturer of chips, saying, oh, we're not sure we want to re- rely on those. But by cutting those out, uh, means they're even more reliant on the likes of uh, the Taiwan manufacturers <laughs> and the others. So they really are just adding on a lot of things, waiting for a, a big wobbly bridge uh, and a small a small little gust of wind to, to blow the whole thing over. And it is serious enough that on Monday this week, um, President Biden called 20 of the top sort of tech manufacturers in the US to a sort of a virtual White House meeting to say, guys, how are we going to fix this? Because we just, you know, we can't continue uh, being either reliant on on foreign suppliers who, who, who perhaps would uh, would not be able to, to get them to them, uh, or um, build our own capacity and I suppose the the plus side of them is this is America and many other countries starting to see that while global economic supply chains were a brilliant idea uh, when you have things like ships in uh, Panama Canal getting stuck or pandemics uh, you really become a little bit too reliant on those long supply chains and you really should mix it up a little bit uh, a little bit better Uh, and this is kind of uh, the situation where they are now and how they're hoping to try and uh, address the situation Um, and then Sort of in the in, in the broader context for for how they might be looking to do that. Obviously, it is actually building those uh, factories. Uh, but as I say, those factories are so never mind spotlessly clean. They are so uh, full of very high grade precision equipment in the first place. Some of which is there's only a couple of the machines currently built. Just the the, the, the factories that build the machines to print these circuits are themselves incredibly rare. That'll take years to to actually build uh, a factory. And, and they come at the multiple billion dollar price tags. Uh, and so now America is in the position that's got to decide where in America is going to build them. Uh, Europe's got to make similar decisions. Uh, unfortunately, Africa, South America, we sort of push ourselves outside of the, the scope for being able to say, why are we building chips in this country? Uh, and maybe it won't be those high-end, very uh, particular smart chips, uh, but there would be an opportunity, given there is a global demand that's not going anywhere uh, for us to look to improve on some of uh, some of the other ones, perhaps the ones that made in, in the car industry. Uh, but this is a, another occasion, I would argue certainly, uh, that when you want a demonstration, despite some nationalist uh, views from some government saying, oh, we we'll are gonna go on our own, this little minute piece of silicon has shown that actually we're a global village. And as it were, when the chips are down, we're in this together. And so we have to come up with a solution to be able to get over it. But the the forecast at the moment is we've still got about two or three years to go. Now, the investor type people might say, good time to invest in the likes of Intel's and uh, AMD and NVIDIA and ARM and all these other companies that make the chips. And I think they're right because they've certainly got a lot of demand coming. Uh, but similarly, who's the next startup looking to challenge some of these things? Or is it the quantum guys who are going to start giving us a whole new way of approaching how we do computing? Uh, that we don't know for sure, but it certainly is uh, pretty unusual businesses uh, that, they, that they're that they busy trying to profile here. Thank you. Colin Cullis.